Hey, what's up, everybody? It's been a while since me and James did a podcast, so in this episode, we're going to just talk about things that are happening, some stuff that happened to James. It's super funny. Check it out. とは言いな What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Yamato Zamashi podcast. Ensign, it's been a while since we last spoke. and uh, Yeah, it's been a while. I know. We did a, we did a recorded the UFC one a while ago, and we had Randy Couture on. We've, but all of that seems like quite a while ago now, and I'm curious to know what you've been up to. Well, for one, uh, Shioshi fights on the 29th, so we've been getting, getting a lot of training in. I mean, that's pretty much occupying most of my time. The other thing that I started, which was new, was, as you can see, Saro's TikTok blew up. <laughs> so she's been, like, kind of coaching me on how to do TikTok and, you know, how, you know try to start up a TikTok thing. I, I was like, before TikTok used to be, like, a dancing thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, ah, I don't think that that's for me. And and then nowadays it's more, uh, it's more like, uh, information stuff, you know. So kind of looks pretty cool. So and especially when you seeing hers take take off, I'm like, ooh, I gotta try that too now. Yeah, you wanna jump on it. <laughs> yeah, so TikTok's been real interesting. I mean, it's really good because I found a platform uh for something that might be interesting for people, you know, like my mindset, my training mindset, you know, like I just did one on forgiving. Yeah, I was gonna come on to and that. It's, and it's all stuff that uh I mean through my experiences and through my trials that I had, it's just stuff that I come to be aware of, but it's not like I mastered it. I'm teaching you how to do it. It's more just sharing my experiences and hopefully what I've learned and what I went through, people can learn from it too. So I'm thinking of doing one on freedom next, how people take advantage of their freedom. That's like what we talked about with the prison episode, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah, sort of like that and just kind of, touch on that so there's a lot of stuff man you know freedom even like appreciation loyalty mm-hmm. just yeah. my ideas i know my ideas are real different from most people so yeah i think that's where it'll be really interesting to to hear my ideas on those topics that people you know all know about but don't really go into depth about talking about it yeah it sounds good i think it'll help you reach like a, a new audience because obviously a lot of people that watch this podcast and listen to this um will have heard kind of different bits and pieces of you talk on some of those subjects like when we did for the one that sticks out to me a lot was when we did that one on the shikoku pilgrimage you did the one that's the small pilgrimage not the full one but where you talked about um gratitude and being grateful and actually it kind of like oh, yeah. reset your whole values just by putting yourself in that struggle so you should definitely do a tiktok on that because that i think that's something that yeah it, it, it i don't hear that often from all these sorts of motivational speeches that you hear from, from everyone else, right? Oh, I see, I see. Oh, good, good. Give me some ideas, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's cool. But yeah, you mentioned, obviously, Siyoshi's guys' fight coming up. How's that going? How's yeah. the training? Good, good. Training's going real good. You know, of course, fight night, you don't know what's going to happen. So we're working all different scenarios. Uh, 
the big thing, the, the thing that we are aware of is uh, we're fighting Rocky Martinez. I mean, Rocky's as tough as they come. 100%. Experience-wise, he's uh, been in the UFC. Uh, as far as uh, a well-rounded fighter, he has ground, he has standing, he, he has a chin. But I think the, the biggest weapon that Rocky will have is his uh, toughness and his durability. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's, I mean, I, I really believe it could go either way. Yeah, I'm really, really excited for the fight because Ro Rocky's been in some wars, right? Um, yeah, and for me, for me, it's more more than winning or losing. It's just performing. You know, Choshi doing his whole, giving all he got. And, you know, whether he wins or loses, for me, uh, I'm, I'm sure he wants to win. But for me, it's more about him, his performance, testing himself, going in there and seeing if he can, you know, with Tafa, he turned his back. With Shibisai, he tapped right away. So this fight, I think, I mean, win or lose, I think I wish he would concentrate more on just, uh, you know, giving it his all and, and, and fighting. Don't don't uh, give in to the aggression. So it'll be interesting. Uh, we'll see what, what, what happens. And, you know, Shoshi can, he's a, he's a phenomenal athlete. So sometimes he pulls off some crazy shit. So we'll see. Uh, yeah, I can't wait. Have you guys done anything different to prepare, um, given given the last fight, I guess, and, and how... Well, yeah, well, he's taking my advice into consideration this time. Last fight with Tafa, he had his own game plan. He knew what he wanted to do, and we kind of worked around what he wanted to do. So this fight, he... I, I don't know if he learned from it, or he got humbled, or what it was, but this fight, he pretty much came up and said, what should I do? And I gave him my game plan, and we've been working on it every day. So, I mean, it's uh, it's now um, nine days before the fight. So slowly already, we're going to um, just taper the intensity of the training. He's still going to be training hard, but the intensity is going to go down a little bit because now we just got to keep the movement, the intensity, and we got to um, help his muscles recover now. he got nine days to bring back the power into his muscles, so. This next five days is going to still be very rigorous training, but he's with intensity is going to just go down a level. No, I'm excited to see it. It's, uh, I won't ask you for the game plan, but I'm curious. I'm curious to know how you because because Rocky's pretty well rounded. I'm curious to see how you guys approach it. So, yeah, well, we're ready for everything. You know, we're ready for the ground. We're ready for the standing. Um, yeah. So, it, it, what's going to happen is when when it when it comes when it the fire starts and it. You know, when, when adversity hits, we know Roki can work through any type of adversity. We'll see what Shoshi can. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm sure if Shoshi um, hurts him standing, if the Roki's tough, he'll fight back. He's not going to be a someone that because you wobbled him, you can put him out. You know, you still got to be careful because Roki will throw a hard punch, a knockout punch at any time. <laughs> he can throw a punch while he's hurt. He can throw a punch when he's tired. He's that, he's that type of warrior, so... Yeah. Um, this is going to be a really tough fight no matter what. Until Roki's out cold, it's going to be a war. I mean, Roki or Siyoshi, whoever's, until one of them's out cold, it's going to be a war. So yeah. it'll be, I think it'll be a big uh, a pre presence, a ple pleasant surprise for the fans. Yeah, I think so too. Roki always, especially in Japan, always got the fans going. Didn't He's he? a big name. He's I mean, he's a big name in Japan. I think he's more—he's a more reputable fighter in Japan over Siyoshi. He has more fights, more names, bigger wins. Beat Lebaner, beat Croak. 
I thought he, I, I say he beat Krokop because he got stopped from a, a cut, but cut, yeah. up until the cut, he was beating Krokop. So, yeah, he's doing good. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a big name for Siyoshi and obviously a big gap in experience, but you know, some quite, there's some quite tough matchmaking by, uh, by Ryzen. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I kind of big... like it, man. I mean, just aside aside from the fact that Roki's part of you know the purebred family where he's training under Melker, which was one of my students students slash sparring partners, you know, so Roki's like a, a student of a student, you know, and so it's it's kind of like the same lineage, and that's where he's like, I mean, you know, I, the way I train Melker to be a warrior, that's how he's training Roki. So yeah. I know for a fact Roki's been through some crazy ass training and i know rookie's going to be ready to to go to war man so you know i i i wanted so should have a tough fight i didn't expect it to be rookie uh when the rookie's name came up me and melker discussed it and said hey let's do it man so put the friendship aside for one day and try to have rookie and Soshi try to kill each other and that'll be the last of it and it will be training together after that so Awesome. It's one of those things, man. It's one of those things that yeah. sometimes happens in the fight game. Do you think you guys will be able to catch up with Melka after after the fight? Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Good to hear. Even, even maybe we could do a podcast with Melka. That would be really cool. I think yeah. uh, I think fans talk would enjoy about that. The fight. Yeah, yeah, talk about the fight after that. Yeah. It's a bit last long, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So... <laughs> Get it, uh, it could go either way, right? In like 20 seconds, you never know in heavyweights. So. Yeah, never know. The other thing I've been doing is, uh, you know, training uh, Yuji. His name yeah, is Yuji Inoue. I, I, I don't like to call him Inoue because it gets a little confusing because I'm Inoue too. But yeah, I've been training Yuji and man, I mean, honestly, when the sponsor asked me to train Yuji, I saw Yuji train before. He used to train in the gym that we trained in Suyoshi. And he was like the biggest pussy, like making the biggest, I mean, making excuses to stop training. He would have a little pain and he would go stand on the side and not train. It was kind of like, get this fucking guy out of here. He's big, looks strong. He's like, man, he's, he's a waste of time. And after Shoshi's fight in Fukuoka, after he won, we went to dinner and his sponsor was there. And the sponsor told me, I want you to train him. He, I, mean, I mean, he said pretty much live and train. So I'm like, I, I was like laughing, kind of like, I know it would be a real uncomfortable situation, you know, me and Sarah, we lose our privacy. And, you know, having someone around that we don't really know is kind of uncomfortable. <laughs> so I was just thinking, well, yeah, I'll, I'll, I was just playing the game. So, yeah. And making like that real sarcastic, oh, yeah, I'd love to have him. Pretty much told the guys that, yeah, he'll probably going to come home in three days. And the sponsor told me, let me know how much you need, how much is it going to cost. And I I pretty much thought, okay, I'm going to make it worth my time. I mean, I, I thought the worst scenario, like, okay, we got somebody in the house, we have to take care of them. We lose our privacy. You know, you know, it, it's you can't really relax when you have somebody walk around the house. You know, you can't just relax. You can't fart. You can't scream. You can't be stupid, you know. So you kind of take away a lot of that freedom. So I, I, I set a price that was something that I was willing to do it for. And I thought, 
that this guy's not going to last a week. So we set it at a week. Got that big payment. I said, I want the payment before we start. I got the big payment for the week. And fuck, the guy lasted. And it's, we're, we're like almost a month and a half into it now. And he's still working hard. And it's amazing because when he first started, the first time he came into the house, he the, the sprints that we do, he did one and he was ready to throw up. Really? Wow. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, that's done. And then he probably, he, the last, uh, on Tuesday, we were doing sprints tomorrow again, but on Tuesday he did 10. 10 a max. That's what we're working up to. He did 10 sprints. Nice. We, I mean, you should see his schedule, man. He's like crazy schedule. It's like he's keep, he's still doing it. He's going hard. He's, you know, he gets, of course, at night he's drained and he, he goes to sleep right away. But man, I, I, I'm surprised that kid is still here. And what's really rewarding is a amazing leaps and bounds of improvement that he's showing. He's a whole different fighter now. It's amazing. Right. And has he got a fight schedule? Do I remember hearing? Yeah, you? he has a fight. He fights on the... I was really against him taking this fight because I'm not going to be here. I'm going to be in Hawaii. So he fights on uh, May 14th. Right. Coming so up. Sarah's going to be here to be in this corner. But uh, all, all I think... I think uh, I, I think just me being there would be strength for him. So we're going to make sure we get a video call in. Before his fight, so I can give him a little pep talk and give him enthusiasm, and um, fingers crossed he does well. So, you know, the thing funny is his sponsor was all about winning and losing. So I don't, I mean, always, always like you know, this guy's not a fighter, so he's when he talks to him, you better win, you better win, and it was like putting all this unnecessary pressure on winning and losing. So, I had a little talk with the sponsor about my belief in the fights. It's not about winning and losing; it's about giving everything you got and learning from your experience. You know, so the win becomes, if you become a better fighter in the next fight, that last fight was a win, regardless if your hand was raised or not. And it was good. The, it, it sunk in, and the, and the, the sponsor is not giving any pressure on winning and losing. The sponsor is pretty much like, all right, I'm looking forward to seeing your improvement, and I want you to do your best. That's all he's asking him for now. So that's super awesome. So, I mean, that is going great. So far, it's been a one and a half. The sponsor actually thought about six months, so we got another probably another four weeks and a half with him. Cool. Yeah, and um, so who's he, who's he fighting for? Is it? It's one of the smaller shows, right? He's fighting a, a an event called Rachan. It started off as like an underground fight, and now it's become a a pretty major regular event in Japan. So there's amateurs and pros, and yeah. he fights the um, so Yuji's opponents uh. No pushover. He's the um, last year's uh, heavyweight Shuto amateur champion. Heavyweight, heavyweight champion for right. for Shuto. He he won the amateur tournament. So he's a pretty well-rounded fighter. Got ground and striking. Mm, for to honestly, I don't think that guy's too powerful. I don't think there's any threat for Yuji. I think Yuji should pressure him and walk into him. So we'll see what happens. Again, it's a fight game. You never know what can happen. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm excited to see that as well. Hopefully that appears on YouTube or something. Um, so yeah. We'll see how he does. But yeah, that's cool. That's awesome, man. Yeah, the other and, uh, thing that just happened to me and Sarah is we got offered a, the biggest breeder here in Japan, the bully, bre bully breeder. He actually offered us a puppy. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah, crazy. And it's it like 
for an instant we actually thought about it because like oh my god this guy was giving us uh the pick of the litter so it's it's a it's a dog that he was planning to keep but he thought that he loved how we raised our dogs and he said if you you promise to raise them like family like you do your other dogs he wants to gift them to me to show his appreciation for you know supporting his bully group and you know I, we go to his his barbecues and stuff. So yeah, I mean, me and Sarah thought about it. Me and Sarah thought about it. I was more like, whatever. If Sarah decides to get it, where I know we can do it. And that, but that'd be four dogs, and the problem with that would be four dogs and a puppy. So a puppy is totally different from you know the dogs now are so controlled, and we know they're we got a whole routine going. They're they're house trained, everything, but. A puppy's like pretty much starting everything all over again. So we, yeah, we had a, we thought about it and we decided that it's not the right time. And the, the guy is cool. The guy who runs the thing, he's, he kind of said that the, the, the boss of the, the top guy of the um, bullies association, he just said that, you know, any, I understand if you want in the future, you, you decide you want, he wants, eventually he wants to present us one so yeah it was kind of bummers that we we couldn't take it but yeah. it's better this way because i think we should be more prepared for it instead yeah it's a, a massive undertaking isn't it when you take on and yeah you, like uh, it's like you should know man it's like having a kid tell me about it <laughs> <laughs> got our first little family holiday tomorrow so <laughs> three hour drive yeah so it's hard work, man. Hard work. Yeah, yeah. no, that's ah, that's it's one of one of them, isn't it? With dogs, it's like it's so hard to pass up, isn't it? Sometimes, and it's just like when you do, like, yeah, yeah, you make the right yeah. choice. Did you not? But yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> you, I think you got so much going on with the travel as well, going back and forth to Hawaii. That actually, it could be it could be pretty challenging, right? In terms of. Uh, because their pups are so all hands on deck. Yeah. Right? Travel, yeah, so travel's good. You know, the the, the the real big plus we have about Yuji is um we he 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 can he knows he's really good with the dogs, so he can probably watch the dogs. Oh nice. Yeah, so you know adding that little puppy in would just just whole change the whole thing, man. Yeah. It would be it would change the whole uh, dynamic of it. Now we would be like, okay, can Yuji actually take care of this whole thing now? I'm sending you a picture of the pup, yeah, that they wanted to give us. Nice. Yeah, I'll out. send you a picture of it later, but yeah. Yeah. So because Yuji's here, that's another thing that's in our plans now is um, we're going to have, uh, I'm going to have Sarah join me and I'm going to go to Vegas in the uh, end of May. Okay, cool. And so I'm going to have Sarah join us. Nice. So five days because Yuji's here. We're gonna be able to have Sarah come over to Vegas for five days, and we can have a you know like a family trip because my parents are gonna be there too. So I think it'll be really nice. So that's actually a big plus of having Yuji here. Yeah. That now Sarah can travel. We're gonna. It's a little gamble. We're gonna have Yuji watch the dogs. Hope we're keeping our fingers crossed that things <laughs> will go smooth. But yeah, I think he's pretty good. He. He's not the brightest bear in the woods, but I, I'm pretty sure he's learning the ways of how to do it. And yeah. it's, it's, I, I believe it's going really well. 
see uh, Bernie barking some orders at UG. You know, <laughs> well, I'm not sure who's going to look after who. <laughs> yeah, no shit, huh? <laughs> That'd be funny. Uh, that's good. Uh, it's cool. When was the last time you guys went away together, the two of you, you and Sarah? Uh, since we had the dogs, we've never traveled together. That's a long time. Yeah. Oh, wait, we did. We did when we had a, we had a guy, Troy, who used to watch the dogs. And I had one of my students in Guam, Steve Roberto, he used to watch the dogs. He was really good with the dogs. So we actually had that now, you know, Troy's back in Hawaii and Steve Roberto's real busy. We don't have anyone that can really watch the dogs anymore. So, oh, and we had a guy, Casey, that used to watch the dogs for us too. So he's actually on the list of someone. I'll actually fly up to Japan to watch the dogs. Really? Wow. So, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. We did travel because Casey came and watched the dogs once, but but not much. So yeah, it's not it's not like how it used to be. We used to, we traveled all over. Yeah. We went to Germany. We went to uh, whew, we went to Guam, Hawaii. Went to China, New Zealand. We went all over. Nice. Yeah. So I mean, with Yuji getting trained to be a dog watcher, I mean. It's looking pretty good. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. No, uh, there's lots of good stuff going on. I'm excited to see how Yuji get, gets on. I'm excited yeah. to see how Siyoshi goes. I've, uh, yeah. I was going to watch it live, but I think I'm, I think I'm going to be driving to Manchester. I'm going to go to, there's an oh. event in the UK, which, uh, oh. is, is the one, you remember we talked about Rampage is going to be on it. Yeah. 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 You it's should like go an, check it out. Go see Rampage, man. I'm going to see, I'm going to see all your friends. Chuck is there. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. So there, there is like a big expo. I can't remember who else. George St. Pierre, Anderson Silva. Wow. So yeah. Ooh. So if anyone is going to it that lives in the UK, hit me up. I'll say hello. Um, but yeah, so it could be interesting. I'll see if I can uh, scout some guests for the podcast. <laughs> Go say hi to Chuck too, and and maybe show him a picture of our podcast and tell him we want him on him. He'll he'll yeah, totally we'll be do. game to come on. Yeah, me and Chuck are really close. Yeah, I remember. I seen you guys on Joe Rogan together. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, that's when he picked me up from the airport. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the other thing that's happening with me that I, I kind of made a little list so that <laughs> I can sort of seem prepared is uh, tomorrow I'm going to have to um, send in do some paperwork to renew my visa. And as everyone that follows me on Instagram knows, every year I have to renew my visa, and I always take a cool picture. So. It was once it was cross-eyed. The other times it was like angry, sad. Uh, last year was big neck, so I did this. <laughs> so I'm thinking this year's going to be skinny neck. I'm going to do this. Schoolgirl, kawaii. I'm going to make my neck real thin. So that's why. That's why I'm, I'm going to have to start re, um, submitting some forms tomorrow. I think my uh, visa expires end of May, so I'm going to have to get it either in or get it ready so as soon as i get back i can submit them i got a trip plan uh, yeah i got a trip plan to hawaii and may on may 4th to open up the shop just forever uh sarah's plan probably planning to go power's gonna plan to go back to new zealand in june and then to hawaii in july she's gonna go to hawaii to participate in this indigenous uh culture exchange with Illumine. <coughs> oh, wow, cool. Illumine McFarlane is uh, doing some cool thing about exchanging the culture of Hawaii. <coughs> and they're, they're, they're more into the, uh, you know, indigenous people. And 
keeping the indigenous people up with their culture. And Sarah's into that with the Maori people too. So that would be really fun for her. So after my Hawaii trip, I, I, I'm going to ask you now. I'm, I'm thinking of going to Thailand in June. I don't know how your schedule works <laughs> for June. Okay, now. So I was thinking of taking Yuji to train too. That's why. Ooh, that could be fun. Yeah, so it'd be like a training trip. He has a sponsor that wants to pay his way and everything. Wow. And the last cool. trip, yeah. So we see. We we'll talk about dates on that, or what's your what's your schedule like? I know you're kind of busy, yeah, but yeah. the last thing is uh, Vegas. Yeah, at the end of my Hawaii trip from the May 21st to the 25th, I got a Vegas trip, which Sarah's going to meet me there. And looking forward to that. Oh, also, one more thing is I used to go to and do like uh, annual trips to Canada and Pennsylvania and do seminars. And I just got hit up by uh, one of the, the owners of the gym, Mike Martell from Kingston, uh, Kingston, Ontario, I think it is. Uh, he wants me to come and do a seminar. So we're trying to work on scheduling something like that before the end of the year. So. COVID's done, man. Everything's throwing yeah, yeah. back to normal. Yeah. It's busy, man. It's busy. There's lots of stuff going on. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. My uh my my recent thing has <coughs> not been as crazy as yours, but still pretty crazy. I celebrated a, my son's first birthday. That was hard work. Oh, I saw that. I saw that. I had laser eye oh, surgery. <laughs> oh, that's right, yeah. Oh crap. You know, I, the first birthdays are usually for the parents, not for the kid, because he ain't going to remember shit. Oh, 100%. Yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> we we had, about, so had about 70 people. Whoa. So, yeah, it was pretty... Wow. Know, wife's got a big family. And we had we little friends. Yeah. Wow, that's huge. Did you guys have Indian curry? No, nope, we had Thai food, actually. <laughs> what? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, we were good. We we're gonna do curry, but then we got some caterers, and it was people. Okay, people happy. Shit, I was I was thinking with an Indian family, you have like butter. I mean, your butter, butter chicken, and we... hey, I don't need sushi. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so I was adding her two cents in. She that don't say it. it's like saying going to a Japanese family. Do you actually sushi? It's it's pretty accurate though. Indian weddings, you're gonna get Indian food, so. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but, but that's that's why. Well, you know, to uh, that's one of my favorite foods. That's one of my go-to's. You know, it's always shabu shabu yakiniku, um, Indian food. We never we didn't get to take you. Yeah, there's an Indian place that we go to that I love. Oh, it's, really? Yeah. I, you know, yeah. I don't even like it that much. <laughs> really, like, you don't like the curry? I don't mind. I like the home cooked stuff. Like so, ah. in the in the UK, if you go like get an Indian takeaway, it's quite heavy, like big on the cream, quite rich, like. Not really a big fan of that. Whereas if you have like home cooking, it's quite. Um, oh really? Like thin gravy, yeah, it's good. It's good. I prefer that. Prefer that sort of. How style. about how about naan? Did you do you eat the naan? Does, can, like, I think naan is something you need a naan oven to make, yeah. Uh, no, I think you can do it at home. But we 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 have a chapatis like roti, you know, like the thin ones. Naans yeah. are like the thick, heavy, like. Yeah, I love the naans, man. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Well, when no, I go to Thailand sweet. too, that's one of my go-to restaurants. One of the Indian restaurants. No way, crazy. Yeah, <laughs> if we go to Thailand, I'll take you there. Yeah, yeah. sounds good. Yeah, I, uh, I had a bit of a crazy experience as well. <laughs> what? What's that? 
I don't even know if I should talk about this on the podcast, but I'm gonna. So there you go. So, okay, uh, let's hear it. About a week after I got my eyes done, a friend of mine gave me two edibles. <laughs> oh no! I, I, now I want to hear it for sure. I, I wonder where this is going, man. And you know, I'm not like a hardcore drug user or anything, but you know, in the past I've experimented, but this was awful. This was terrible like within yeah like two of them two of them yeah they were like little sweets i thought this can't be that bad they're tiny little sweets what is and it my uh, friend... was it 20 20 mgs each i have no idea <laughs> it, they, they were from america though they were from cali so never again this was awful i don't my friend thinks because he he like munches on them all the time and he doesn't feel anything but he's already he, built uh, a tolerance to it Maybe, maybe, but he was thinking maybe because I was at the time I was putting different eye drops in my eyes, and he thought maybe it mixed with like the uh, the antibiotics that they were giving me for the eyes. I don't know, but because I it was horrible, literally horrible. I was there and I was trying to remember who I was. <laughs> it oh was... man, you know what? You know what's what? Funny, edibles last long too, huh? I was high for like three days. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. The wife was so pissed. We had all this stuff we had to do on the weekend and none of it got done. So like, it was I literally on I think uh on the Monday, because I did it was did it on the Friday night and by the Monday I felt normal. But it was Is it, it was legal there? No, no. <laughs> oh shit, okay. <laughs> yeah. I've been you know, I have a I have a fun thing to do, man. You know what we should do next time? That? We should both take an edible and do a podcast. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> it can, it, it, and, and try, try and film it. You can just, just, just scratch it if you like. Oh no, we can't put this on. <laughs> we'll probably do it, and then like, we won't even record or something. Like. Oh, we'll probably do it, and then you won't realize you've just pushed the live button. Yeah, it was. <laughs> It was something else. It was a hell of a head fuck. Because wow. I don't know. Yeah. I, it, was, it surprised me. Like, I didn't think it would be that bad, but it was terrible. It was yeah. Terrible. Our edibles are strong, dude. Yeah. The, the, the funny thing was, was I, I, I remember because I was like trying to like remember who I was like, I remember thinking, like, don't forget, don't forget who you are. Because I literally felt like I was just bugging out. And I had my bracelet on. And so I was like touching my bracelet. And that was like reminding me, like, yes. <laughs> Let me ask you one quick. Did, did he? He's gotta have got video of it. I don't know if he does. Or oh not. God! If he does, tell him. It was tell him I'll it pay was... him for the video. <laughs> My friends were and Karosh, and uh, they were like, "We've never seen you like that before." Like in this not... day and I, age, I, the other thing is... I like. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, the other, the other really bad thing was I like projectile vomited we're talking like exorcist like out of nowhere as well like, like fucking dreadful. oh man yeah is this okay. is this is this thing in this day and age if they don't have a video i'd be very surprised <laughs> yeah maybe they do and then just waiting to like for the right time <laughs> they're waiting for the, the big birthday party with the big yeah. screen tv up <laughs> they came they came to my uh uh, my son's birthday party, and they were worried like the wife was gonna kill them. <laughs> oh, was it was it beyond munchies too? It was you got so sick you probably didn't hear munchies, huh? It was yeah, it was 
like nothing I've ever experienced before. Like I wrote, wow. maybe one would have been okay. I don't know, but maybe the I don't know. It was a it was a weird experience. I've never felt anything like that before, and it was when I when I else. do edibles because I don't smoke. Um, because when I do edibles, because I have no tolerance for it, because you build a tolerance as you do it. The more you do it, the right. more tolerance you'll have. So I don't have any tolerance for it. So like, if I'm in Vegas and I, I'll eat a gummy, I'll eat like half of one. <laughs> that would have been a good shot. <laughs> and still, I get super buzzed. And and for me, my weakness is the munchies. I get hit with the munchies really hard. I could so, see. I could see how like half would be fine. But eating like two, they were big as well. They were quite sizable. <laughs> like was... You know, your the the fact that your friend is a um, avid eater, and for him to say that it must have been something with the eye drops, that he's fucking with you. He's playing you, dude. He knows right. you don't do that shit. He knows too what but flew you off the handle. He knew that was gonna happen. I and agree. tell him I said that. He knew it was going to happen. And he's playing that innocent role saying, oh, it must be the eye, something with the chemicals in the eye drop. No, no, no. He knew you were going to get like that. <laughs> what, what's funny is he's probably watching this in his garage, having a smoke and laughing his head off like right now. And he's probably going, yep, Ensign, you're right, Ensign. I knew, but shh, let's not tell James. And you know what? Ensign, I'll send you a fucking video later on. <laughs> hey, dude, if you're out there, send me that video, man. I will find out. I'll find out if anything got filmed. <laughs> if not, I'll get him to tell you in his own words. The, uh, oh, the yeah. We, we, if, if anything, we might have to get him on the podcast to talk about James' <laughs> <little> adventure, man. <laughs> no one wants to hear about that, please. please. <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway. Um, but, yeah, so that's kind of my the craziness I've been up to. But I have quite a few trips coming up as well. But most of them are like... Stag and uh, or bachelor parties, as you guys call them. Oh, you know, you know what? You you talk about getting high and then doing acting crazy and shit. Yeah. There was one time I there, there's a there's there's legal um gummies in uh, Hawaii. They're called Delta Eight. Okay. So they're not as strong as THC, but they're they're pretty strong enough for someone like me. I don't smoke, so so I get affected really bad. So I ate one. And I ate one here, and then one of our car guys came over. And I guess I was a little tipsy. Sarah grabbed his mask. He had his mask in the car. Car grabbed his mask and was giving it to me to give to him. And Delta 8 me was like, oh, thanks. And I put it on. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm wearing this guy's mask. This guy's guy's like, like deathly scared of me. So he's looking at me. I put in his mask. He's like probably saying, what the fuck is he wearing my mask for? And I have no idea what I, I mean, I don't know what, it, what I was thinking. I was just like, okay, Tara gave me a mask. So I said, maybe she wants me to put it on. So I put it on. And how did that end? Yeah. <laughs> I think Sarah ended up having to tell me that, that that's his mask. It's his mask. And so I, I, I took it off. I was like, oh, fuck. I have no idea what I was doing. So, and I think that's only like half a Delta too. So. Wow, that, that's I proper. can't even imagine what you went through with two, too much THC yeah. gummies, man. Whew. And first time, first time ever doing any sort of edible. That was oh, first time doing anything edible. Oh my god, <laughs> God, your friend is like the best friend, man. I love him already. <laughs> savage, absolute savages. 
<laughs> that's crazy, man. That's funny about the mask, though. That's <laughs> proper COVID secure. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I don't know how to end this podcast. I don't know what I don't know. I don't know who I am. How am I going to end this? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Unless you want to talk on about the forgiveness stuff. But, well, you kind of did on the TikTok. Oh. Yeah, well, um, yeah, like, like I have, on, I put on my Instagram, my TikTok, but yeah, we, I talked about forgiveness because I've actually, I'm still working on it, but I've actually learned to be able to do that to some people that I really wanted to hurt. I literally vowed to myself that I'm going to hurt them later on in the future. I'm going to lay low and be quiet. I'm going to get them when they're not expecting it. But I, that, that guy Sakai, man, I, he, he, uh, he stole money from me. And it's crazy because he took advantage of the fact that I trusted him and I used him as the president of the company. And the, 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 the thing that made it a lot more painful was that he took the company that Egan created, the E-Force racquetball company. He still runs it today. No way. Yeah, so it was unfortunate because uh, Egan started that company. Uh, he, he, uh, he sold it to... Uh, this guy, Ron Grimes, that used to run a company called Ectalon, but then he became the E-Force rep because he bought it from Egan. You know, I helped him start it. You know, I helped uh, Ron Grimes spread it in Japan. I had Sakai work for me, and because he was working for me, he was in contact with Ron Grimes. When Sakai did that shit to me, I called Ron Grimes and I told him, dude, don't, I'm going to take over the company now. Don't sell to Sakai anymore. And he refused to do it because... The account with Sakai was already a real consistent account, and he was afraid of losing those sales from Japan for until I got started up better. And he pretty much uh, turned his back on me. And yes, I want to put him on blast, Ron Grimes. He's I want to put him on blast. He he went instead of showing loyalty that he should have had for me and Egan, he went with the money. So yeah, so. That's what happened with that. The, the funny thing is, I you know, TikToks, you want to keep it short, so I couldn't really elaborate on what really happened. <laughs> so, you know, it was it was weird because I let Sakai do everything, and what happened was when I retired and I went to check the company, there was no money. Oh, so it's such a horrible feeling, right? Like... Yeah, it was. I'm like, wait, no. So I was pretty much, you know, still trying to work with him. Like, you know, what happened? Just tell me what happened. You have a sickness. You bought girls. You bought shit for girls you you had gambling problem what is it just tell me what happened to the money and he couldn't tell me man he couldn't tell me so i went into his house and found his safe he had like he had like eighty thousand dollars of american cash and he had another like equivalent of uh to an american dollars another like thirty thousand in japanese yen i took that checked all these had him bring his bank accounts, checked all his bank accounts. He had a money market bank account where um, it's supposed to get a certain amount of um, interest if you don't touch it for so many years. It was $200,000. I made him stop that, take that out, give it to me. Found out he bought two cars. I took both cars home with me. Found out he had a, he bought a um, one, two, three-bedroom mansion, a really nice mansion in, in his town. And I went and Grabbed the keys from that, had him move all his... He lived, moved in with his girlfriend, and I had him move all the stuff that was his girlfriend. I retent, had sent it back to her, took over that whole apartment, used it as like a play apartment. We used to go there to hang out sometimes. Eventually, lended it to the Chinese mafia. 
because you know I didn't have any use for for an apartment, and you know when he, I continued pressuring him because I wanted to know where the money went, and he just he just said I was a bad bad uh, representative of the company. Like no 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 no, you lose a couple thousand or maybe a million at most when you're a bad representative, but you don't lose multi millions of dollars. Being a bad representative, you spent that money somewhere. Some the money's what happened to the money. He wouldn't tell me, so I, I, I started like having him cut his own hair. I, I shaved him bald. And what happened was uh, he he actually went and started recording our conversation because I was pissed off. You know, Where the fuck is the money, Sarai? And he recorded it. He was the president of the company. I was an employee on paper, so it looked like I extorted him. He, he, he actually made a court case. My lawyer sucked. And that was pretty much a, he got a super good lawyer. He won the, the civil case. I suppose I paid him back $250,000, which I did not pay a single penny because I was I'm not unwilling to pay money that is mine. So because I lost the civil case, he tried to um, push a criminal case too, using the civil case as proof of my guilt. Uh, I was threatened to have to pay back the money or I was going to be charged with a criminal case. I had a big sponsor, a Pachinko sponsor guy that was willing to put the whole money out for me because he didn't want me to risk going to jail. And I had a nice sit down with him telling me it's not about the money, it's about the principal. I said, even if it was five cents, I would not allow you to pay it. It's about the principal of him. Stole, he stole my money. I'm not paying him back any of my money. In fact, I need to collect more. So he tried to do a criminal case. Uh, I think six years uh, the investigation went on. The cops finally found out that he's he was lying to a lot of things. They they closed. They they dropped the criminal case. The cops even offered to give me, um, what is that? Uh, a lot of the paperwork so I could press charges on him. I was in this mode that. You don't show your anger for a person. Uh, the lower you lay, the more you can do. And I had a rule in my head that you wait four years, and if something still bothers you in four years, then you can do what you want. So I didn't show any animosity. I didn't threaten him. I stopped. I backed off. I didn't even press charges where the cops were trying to get me to. And I told the, I told the cops pretty much. I, I, wanted, I wanted to kill that motherfucker, but what I told the cops was that, no, nah, I'm done with it. I don't even want to deal with him. I don't want him in my life. I don't even think about him, so I'm done. So I declined the, 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 to cross-sue him or press charges on him, you know, counter-press charges on him. And uh, I figured, you know, I'm going to lay low and get him later. So that day, the cops, the, everything was done. Uh, he, you know, he, he had a good thing. He got away with it all. I had to return. The only thing I had to return to him was the apartment because the apartment was still under his name. So the cars I already got rid of. The apartment is the only thing. The money, I, I refused to pay back any of his money. And it was, it was like that. I mean, and, and, and decade, a decade over, a decade passed. And I, he, I always he got thought. got lightly, right? Yeah, well, yeah, he did. And I, I always thought that I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him one day. And then. One day when I went to Costco, we were shopping, and my friend Darren looked at me and goes, Ensign, 
And I looked at him and he goes, look. I'm like, what? Look what? He goes, look. And I, uh, he's, there's a guy standing in front of us. I'm like, what? And I looked and I said, holy fuck, that was Sakai standing in front of me. So he was a manager. He was one of the managers at Costco. He soon, he saw, as soon as he saw me, he took off to the back. And I just walked and I dropped everything. I followed him to the back. He went into the back room. I peeked in the back room. He's standing in the back talking to another employee. I didn't want to make a scene, so I leaned in. I said, Sakai, we need to talk. And he said, okay, I'll be right there. And I waited outside. And he, he came. actually, I didn't think he was going to come out. He came out. And, you know, until he came out, I didn't know what I was going to do. I, I, there was, I mean, knowing how I used to be, I wouldn't give a shit about being arrested. I wouldn't give a shit about who's around. I would have just started beating them up right there. I threw them on the ground and just beat them up. So it, it was a big, uh, I, I felt really nervous because I really didn't know what I was going to do. He came up to me and he looked at me and I looked at him and I, I don't know. I felt, I felt sorry for him. I, I felt like, I don't know, we, had, we were good friends before. And I guess some of those memories flashed in my head and I thought, you know, his parents, I really loved his parents. And it's like, uh, you know, this is not worth it. So just for me, I stuck out my hand. It surprised me too. I stuck out my hand. I stuck out my hand, shook his hand. I said, you know what, Sakai? I said, this, whatever happened between us, just forget about it. And, you know, I wish you the best, man. And the weirdest thing is I shook his hand. I could see he was real reluctant. And I could see he was thinking like, oh, fuck. Ensign knows where I work now. Oh shit! What am I gonna do? He, this is definitely not for real. He's gonna come get me later. I, mean, I know he was thinking all that kind of stuff. So when we did that, and walking out of Costco, it was super weird, man. I not, I, I guess in a way, I felt a little bit proud of myself, but more I felt like there was this huge burden lifted off my shoulders because every time I got, mem- got a memory of him, or every time I saw his picture or thought of him, I had a real shitty feeling. It ruined my day. And, and and after that, it was like, wow. Like, I felt like this huge burden lift my sh- off my shoulders. So the next week, we went back again, and I brought some chocolates because I knew his parents loved the chocolates, Hawaii chocolates. So I brought some Hawaii chocolates, and I looked for him in the back, and he came out. I said, here, just for your parents, man. I hope everything's good. And I think he realized then that, oh, wow, maybe this is real. Maybe Anson did forgive me. But I, I'm not sure because we went like, about a couple months later, we went back to that same Costco to go, and I asked for him, and they said he's not working there anymore. So maybe out of just precautions, he decided to change jobs again. Thomas. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when you did that, pretty story, crazy. Yeah, hearing the full version is mental. <laughs> All the little extra bits as well, right? The TikTok was cool. And you put it on Instagram as well. It gave people good flavor, but actually hearing all the extra stuff. Um, yeah, it was a yeah. lot more than what happened, man. Yeah. She, fuck, man. The Realms of Dama, she searched, took off, man. I saw the sales, man. It was like 3.5 million, 3.1 million, 2.8 million. Wow. Yeah. Unbelievable. It's funny, sales. crazy. And then for him, it's like you say about karma, though. Like, all that, and he's working at Costco. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's, well, you know what? When you dirty money never lasts. So, you know, when you steal someone's money, it's not going to last. That's right. Awesome. So, lesson be learned. 
still from Edson. <laughs> yeah, you know what, too? Like, the, the, the lesson to that story is, man, you know what? It's it's really weird, man. No matter how bad someone screws you, man, there there will be a time of empathy and, and you know, pity for that person. And there's a lot of people, like the guy Chris Kramer who stole from my company in Destiny Forever. He sent me an email like a couple months ago saying he's sorry, he wish everything could be like normal, I just want to forget everything and I just want to apologize. I'm like, and there's nothing about it about returning the thousands of, tens of thousands of dollars he stole from me. And I pretty much said, fuck this, I'm not, I'm not going to even entertain this. And I just still have the email in my email, but I didn't even answer him. And I'm, I'm at this point now is I might actually just send him back an email saying, hey, dude, you know what? Forget about it. It's done. I forgive you, and uh, I wish you the best. So I'm yet to do that, but I, I think there's a, like a 70% chance I will. Not a 100% chance, but I, I'm thinking I want to clear that that burden off of me too. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know what you mean about it. It weighs heavy on your head, right? And actually just getting rid of that burden makes you feel better as a person. It's, it's not healthy to hate and resent someone, regardless of what they did. I mean, it's... They they already fucked you over. I mean, why are you gonna let them fuck you over some more? Yeah, yeah. And some people will say like, "Oh, he's out of my life. I don't even care about him anymore." But every time you think about him, you feel shitty and it ruins your day. He yeah. is not out of your life, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly that, right? Yeah. Awesome. Well, hope everybody enjoyed this episode. You know, a few different topics flying around, catching up with Benson, hearing what he's got going on, talking edibles and <laughs> all sorts of crazy stuff. Edibles uh, and forgiving. I think you should learn to forgive your friend for giving you edibles. I forgive them straight away. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. Let's, let's leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, my boys. Shoot, let's man. But yeah, cool. Right. Well, if anyone's got any suggestions on content, let us know. I know I saw this in the comments. Someone wanted us to speak to Satoshi Ishii, who's a friend of yours. So maybe we'll get that one up and running in the future. That'd be cool. Be cool to hear. Yeah. Because he like lives in Croatia now or something, right? Well, I think he's in Texas now. So I think he moves around training. He was in Japan for a bit. We we met up a couple of times to train. So that was nice because he has an amazing takedown technique. So we got to work with him a little bit. And he's a big fan of mine because uh, he came to a airport, airport up to me. I want to take a picture of me one. So it was kind of cool that he's actually a fan of mine. And he, he messaged me saying that he can work out with us. And so we did. So, yeah, he's a good friend. He'll It'll definitely be an interesting podcast because I, he, I think he speaks English too, yeah. Cool. Let's do it. Look out for that one in the future. And, yeah. Hopefully, we'll speak to you guys again soon. All right. See you later. Later. All right, everybody. Hope you enjoyed it. Any suggestions on what you want to hear me talk about? Uh, any suggestions of how James can handle those edibles better? Whatever. Comment, like, share. Thank you for watching.